episode 96. My name is Dave Hunt, and I'm joined by Michael Swick. How is it going, Dave? We're just talking about how, uh, you know, if you start coughing right before the show starts to, to go on air, man. We're going to have to get you out of the basement. You're going to have to, like, take over, like, one of the kids' bedrooms. <laughs> like, two of them moved out, right? You can just take over. Yeah. Turn yeah, them into we'll an see. office. Unfortunately, like... <laughs> I thought that they'd be gone by now, but like they're like these boomerangs, man. They just keep coming back, like pandemics. Yeah. Uh, eventually, stuff, you're like gonna Christmas, have to change the like... locks. That's what you're gonna have to do. You just change the locks, cut them off, and just be like, "I need to record my my gaming podcast in your bedroom now." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I usually haven't had this much problem in my basement, so I don't know if it's just been the weather the last, or just you know the whatever bronchitis that I had in in end of June, early July. Yeah. Um, not not COVID. Been tested for it. <laughs> All right. So we are Digital Days Gaming. We are a weekly podcast that uploads every Thursday on podcast services around the world. Uh, if we're not on one of those services that you use, let us know. We can look into it. Um, the serv- If we are on the service that you regularly use and that service allows you to leave a review, that would be super helpful. Um, stars and uh, something written uh, helps us move up the algorithms and more people can discover the show. Um, and as always, just sharing the show uh, helps a lot. Hitting the share button on Facebook, um, retweets or even quote tweeting on Twitter um, helps that tell you know anybody that you know that maybe you're hanging out with that's playing a game. There's a bunch of cool stuff coming up as we're getting into the the nitty gritty of the holiday season, and um, our coverage might be you know have some stuff that people might be interested in or talking about games that people tend to pay attention to more or buy more during the holidays. I feel like stuff doesn't get as much you know, publicity in like May, June, July, and August as it does in like October and November from a gaming standpoint of where people are, when it gets cold, they'll go back in their houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right now it's that, that, that weird quiet time, though stuff's starting to release. Madden released, right? Is that out? Is that yeah, usually yeah, it's the out. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's a, games are it's coming a thing. out. Yeah. You know, Labor Day's coming up and football's soon too, so everybody's going to kind of start getting back in. So If John Madden right. doesn't see his shadow than video games release i think that's how it goes yeah something like that so in the show notes there's a bunch of links uh to the website to um any of our social stuff facebook groups discord twitters all that stuff is in the show notes so check it out and we're gonna jump right into the news which is pretty much post gamescom i'd say right yeah this is um well this all was announced during gamescom for the most part and right we're but we're post gamescom yeah, yeah gamescom, now. gamescom over, is yeah. over uh now we're just getting like little trickle stuff that we might talk a little bit about after we're done with the the the, the main stories from gamescom uh the first one being uh the saints row reboot is real and it is a reboot we were kind of theorizing mm-hmm. what was going to what form this was going to take uh and where like a remaster you know, or yeah. a continuation, but yeah, it uh, looks to be completely new. Yeah, it's completely new. So this this is an actual legitimate reboot. We even were theorizing that it might be one of those reboots where, like, the Saints, because of time travel, we're going to go back. Because I think they unlocked time travel or some other weird shit uh, in the fourth one. Uh, but no, this is a, a, a new crew that are calling themselves the Saints. Uh, it takes place in, like, a desert city. So we're moving away from, like, the traditional, like, metropolis-like city that we've had before. And all new cast of characters, and it looks like the art style is uh, a little bit more realistic, but it's retaining that cartoonish look that mm-hmm. we got used to with the, the last two. I, I put a weird thing in the notes uh, that uh, the first two games are pretty straightforward GTA clones, and then the last two were just like, uh, I think the 
quote I put was silly dick, uh, but I don't know if people use that term. Uh, but they were like really like out there and wild. And this looks closer to how those first two games were. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of color and a little bit of like that, like neon splash that we saw with a little bit. Uh, so it looks like they might have found a good middle ground uh, to, to bring people in. Yeah, the little bit. There was some pretty heavy backlash on Twitter about this trailer. Um, people weren't happy with um kind of like i guess a little bit of the art style and the character development mm-hmm. from what they can from what they could see um and the saints row uh twitter account was actually uh actively firing back like defending their choices um and some of the stuff that was in there was like it it, it appears and I, I mean i could be wrong but it appears that this might be a prologue to the to the saints forming cause, or that they're not saints yet is kind of what the Twitter account was insinuating. Yeah, like this sounds like this is the formation of a Saints game, uh, whether mm-hmm. it's going to turn into the Saints game we know or if this right. is just a complete like refresh new Saints in town sort of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, the trailer obviously was a CG, a CG, ugh, a CG trailer. Um, I watched it. I, like, I haven't really delved too much into the Saints Row stuff. Although, like, on the Epic Store this week, it's like Saints Row the something third. was free. Yeah. yeah, it was free. So it, it might be something that I'll mess with a little bit. Although I can probably just go to a store and buy it for like 10 bucks at this point in time. But I don't have a drive that takes a disc. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's usually on sale uh, on the Xbox. Like I know. Yeah, it's so just, I haven't, I, like I said, I just haven't looked. And the Epic Store pops up on my computer every time I sit down. It's like, oh, this is free. I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's, you know, like it, that open world GTA style stuff never really intrigued me. And then it didn't help that I didn't enjoy Agents of Mayhem. Mm-hmm. Um, so not that that should turn me off from Saints at all. But this looks, you know, interesting just to see the the chase scene that they were um that they were showing in the trailer and some of the crazy you know weapon weapons and just some of the stuff that i always wonder like the stuff they were doing with the car like am i going to be able to control that is that going to be um a quick time event you know where he essentially like launched the car like like he one of the characters i don't even know like used it as a pivot point like used one mm-hmm. of his weapons at a pivot point and flipped the car so it'll be it'll be cool to see um what i guess maybe what they can what volition can do when they, they when they're a little less handcuffed like they can like if this is a reboot they can kind of say like well we're just gonna not worry about it being saints row ish right now we're gonna make our new saints row so yeah they definitely had like kind of worked themselves into a corner uh with mm-hmm. three and you definitely saw that in four of just like well we've got to keep topping ourselves got to keep topping ourselves uh and that's why they have to reboot is because they now mm-hmm can do what they want and you know pull some things back uh, especially uh volition i believe they're in champagne and how volition had worked for ever is they would just pull people from uh the illinois university uh, the university mm-hmm. of illinois and they would that's where they were pull like most of their workers from so they were constantly getting fresh people in there and a lot of the main people from like saints row the third and saints row four they're gone so mm-hmm. the new group at volition you know, either had to continue the tradition of Saints Row 3 and 4 without having most of the major people behind that game available or just do their own thing. Uh, And it looks like they're going to do their own thing. And I think that's what this definitely needs. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, I guess we're just going to have to watch Twitter account. Twitter account was like updating everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, The thing that I pulled from their Twitter account is you'll be able to customize the main character. 
Uh, yeah. It's been a tradition in all the Saints Row games. So uh, we'll we'll get more. They showed just a little bit of gameplay, but it was so insignificant. It's like, what's yeah. the big deal? I, I think they also did like a little bit more gameplay the day after uh, for their it's own events. coming like February, right? Uh, yeah, February 25th. February is ridiculous yep. next year. It's gotten packed. It's gotten packed. Like Just off the top of my head right now, the three that I know for sure. Horizon, for me, Destiny, and now this. Hey, yeah, and then another game we're going to talk about in a couple of minutes. Yep. Uh, or the next game we're going to talk about is also a February game. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a lot of stuff uh, hitting. O- October of this, like right now, October looks jam-packed of this year, 2021. And February 2022 is uh, is looking kind of scary. It's already scary because it's a 28-day month. And now, you know, yeah, now you're just packing maybe. everything in there. But yeah, so. we, we see this more and more because, you know, they have to get stuff out before March 31st for the financial yeah. years. So February is like the perfect time. But I also, if, if uh, and I hate to say this because you know me, I hate being this guy, but like, do you think Saints is going to hit this date? I feel like it's been in development a long enough time. I don't think the next game we're going to talk about is going to hit its date. <laughs> okay. Uh, All so, right. Let's go ahead. Go, yeah. go into it. I'm actually curious about this. I saw this. I have a friend uh, through, a, you know, that's working uh, a public relations for this game. So I'm super, super interested in this. I don't know anything about it. Uh, I know a little bit about it uh, just because uh, uh, of how. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, comic book nerd uh, though i i wasn't super familiar with uh what this is based on but what we're talking about is uh Firaxis games is working on a marvel game which we talked about a couple weeks ago um mm-hmm. but it has been confirmed and it is called midnight suns so this is a tactical rpg like Firaxis does you know the XCOM games are all tactical rpgs so i can imagine we're gonna get like a top-down uh sort of experience with this which is fine marvel games have done really well mm-hmm. uh in like dungeon crawling space uh but this would be more tactile uh this is based on the midnight suns uh comics from i believe the late 80s early 90s uh and it's just basically supernatural marvel characters trying to fight the mother of all demons lilith uh the twist with this game is the character you play is a customizable uh character uh that you control um and that happens to be the son or daughter of this demon you're trying to stop the current roster as it stands is dr strange wolverine captain america iron man captain marvel blade ghost rider the robert reyes ghost rider uh nico uh from the runaways and magic uh and i believe they said there's four more characters they have to announce so uh this will be coming the what i believe it was february uh i gotta look again uh looks like we get gameplay this week yeah like after the show is posted so yeah and Um, i believe this is also a uh february game oh no no, uh march 2022 so uh not quite february but i don't feel like this is gonna hit that date uh this is coming from 2k is publishing this right yeah 2k uh, is the owner of firaxis so yeah okay this is one of the games that they mentioned in their financial call a couple weeks ago that they haven't announced and now it's been announced uh, early so, thoughts right on this? Go ahead. Yeah, go. No, no, no. For, I was asking oh, you. Since I guess like the first thought I have just reading through and listening to what you just said is that, okay, so we play as a new customizable character. Yes. So um, why is there a roster? <laughs> um, so the way the XCOM games always worked is you always build a team that you take yeah. out on missions. So the roster. But you control those players. 
you can throw them, yeah, but like I guess they need yes, someone yeah. to be like the vocal point, the character you move around. They talked about how you'll be in the field with the team and you'll be interacting with the characters individually uh, when you're at your home base. So I guess they mm-hmm. just needed a vehicle for that. So yeah. they can have you actually talk to all the superheroes as opposed to you being like, I'm just playing as Wolverine and ignoring mm-hmm. everything else. Uh, I'm guessing because of the roster that they have, everyone has pretty unique abilities. So there'll be reasons to take out different heroes on different cases or on different cases. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like I can see, you know, uses like Dr. Strange would be a, a range character. Wolverine would be um, like a melee based Captain America could be a mix of both. Iron Man is range. Captain Marvel, I would say is range, but I mean, there's definitely off the top, you know, there's, there's things in them. And just to, to upgrade them or to see, you know, I could see some type of thing where like stuff is damaged and you're, you know, you're fixing, like you mentioned, you're fixing your home base. And as you fix your home base, your, your roster of characters gets stronger and, you know, like more characters. Um, I do like this. This is, I feel like this is pretty close in a time frame of where this X-Men Marvel mergers kind of happened mm-hmm. um, for them to actually have, you know, when's the last time, you know, Wolverine and Captain America were in a comic book together, let alone, you know, let alone a game or a movie, you know? Uh, well, the comics, they've, they've definitely been interacting a lot because that was never split up but like game wise yeah it's been a little yeah. bit i think the switch had the marvel ultimate alliance game and i think like yeah i, I never really counted fighting games like that though because that's just adding oh no no to... uh, ultimate alliance is their dungeon oh crawler. that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. and that was i think wolverine was the only x-men at first and then they added mm-hmm. dlc with other x-men but yeah it's rare that you know or like we're getting into the point where i don't think anyone's gonna like at least Marvel's not going to care about promoting other characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because that was definitely an issue with, like, other Marvel games. Is this, like, the... I mean, they canceled the Fantastic Four comic books because Disney didn't own the Fantastic Four at the time. And then, lo and behold, right. they get control of Fantastic Four again and they're like, hey, we're going to start making Fantastic Four comic books again. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's good that we're getting it to that point where it's just like, yeah, Marvel has pretty much access to all of their characters again. So uh, mm-hmm. we're going to see interesting teams uh, come yeah. through this. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I, I, in terms of, you know, you know, like I, I guess, you know, for you and I, like a 90s supernatural storyline is like right in our wheelhouse. Yeah, I, I, I'm super excited uh, just from like. Why? Okay, the the roster I, I'm excited about because of Nico's inclusion. Uh, Nico mm-hmm. is a runaway. Uh, Runaways is one of my favorite comic book series of the Marvels ever done, and just to see like Nico, who in the Runaways they're all kids, so we get like adult Nico on the same team with like Blade, Wolverine, Doctor Strange mm-hmm. is like really cool to see. Uh, like I like that they pulled like Nico and Magic and the newer ghost writer as opposed to mm-hmm. uh johnny blaze is the original ghost yeah. writer it, just, uh, it makes you wonder who else they're gonna pull for the roster for for more like like potentially this could be some far-reaching stuff that could give some um spotlight to under underdeveloped characters yeah it, it's funny though you mentioned like the like oh it's cool to see wolverine uh like in the series I, and it just made me realize so in the original midnight suns morbius is one of the leaders of the team and he's not included. He could be one of the four characters they're announcing mm-hmm. yet, but Morbius is owned by Sony. 
So it's one of those ones that like is Morbius not going to be in this game because Sony still owns Morbius because he's a Spider-Man character. No, it'll uh, be exclusive content that doesn't come for like two years. Yeah, yeah exactly. When 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 uh, they they buy uh, the Spider-Man rights back from Sony, they'll be like, "Hey, we're going to add Morbius to Midnight Suns," uh, and a hero to be added later. Yes. The <laughs> like, the only thing that kind of uh, annoyed me with this is like. I wonder how weird Firaxis wanted to get with this, uh, but uh-huh. then Take Two was just like, no, 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 you need Captain America, you need Captain Marvel, you need Wolverine, you need Iron Man, because uh, I feel like if they're going full supernatural, like those four characters mm-hmm. don't fit it at all. Though I can, yeah, or see- how dark they wanted to go, and Disney's like, uh, no, you can't go that dark. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with Iron Man being in it because I imagine that's a cool, like, it seems like this would be a Doctor Strange heavy game. And then you include Iron Man in it to, like, do the supernatural versus tech sort of storyline. But, like, when I see, like, Wolverine and Captain America, I'm like, why the fuck are they there? Like, I don't understand why they would be there. Um, I didn't. Hold up, hold up. I didn't know this guy knew how to operate Twitch. Do you see who just posted in chat? Yeah, I saw PGF. Yeah, I, I didn't know he knew how to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, I, I, I think I, I wonder if t- Take Two is like, no, no, no. Marvel's letting us use a lot of their characters. We're using the most popular ones to throw on some box art and have them just pop up. And Fraxis just kind of had to go with it because I guess it makes the box art look better. If you have mm-hmm. those characters on it, uh, but the scene like Wolverine in this scenario, I'm just like, what is he going to do uh, in a supernatural fight? But uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, and I guess we'll see some gameplay uh, tomorrow. So a day before this episode releases, we'll, we'll have some yeah. gameplay. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Uh, definitely. This was I mean, I guess we, you know, with with hearing about earnings calls and stuff like that, we we were always speculating about what this could be. But I didn't expect this. No, I didn't expect this at all. Uh, and. Or at least I didn't expect it to be like, hey, we're going to do something supernatural with it. I thought we were just going to get like an ultimate alliance scenario where it's just like, yeah, here's this like pick a hero and go through this. But it looks like they're kind of diving deep into some stories that haven't really had a spotlight uh, for a mm-hmm. while. Uh, and it gives me hope that maybe, you know, we'll see some some storylines like this bleed into like the well, current yeah, it's, it's, Disney universe. Yeah. It's awesome to see not a third person or first person style game or what we think won't be a third person or first person style game so yeah like i was really worried this was going to be agents of shield (laughs) you know (laughs) like it was just like hey here's this like here's the army people or you know here's the spy people from the mcu and it's like no we're gonna do something supernatural which i think is like uh, really cool um all right let's talk about halo infinite there's a lot of good and then there's some Actually, I think there's more bad than good from from all this. Uh, Halo Infinite finally has a release date, uh, and that release date is December 8th. So Halo Infinite is finally coming out after, what, like two delays has it been? Like they were, this was going to be yeah. a launch game, and then they said it's going to be delayed, and then I think it was supposed to come out earlier this I year. Think, I think they just said it's going to be delayed, and then um, they just, they and then they just, said it's delayed they never said like a lot of times when companies will say oh it's delayed till like early next year or um or it's delayed till you know you know summer they just just said they just said it's delayed i think they actually indefinitely delayed it so yeah well 
we get the game coming out December 8th, PC, and on Xbox One, Xbox Series X, all that stuff, Game Pass Day One. And the thing that bummed me out is at Gamescom, they only showed multiplayer. Uh, we find out that the that the head of 3 Bar 3 said they're in a critical phase of development, so they couldn't prepare any sort of campaign footage for an event. Uh, and then they hit like the biggest news, which I believe came out the day before, which is the game isn't going to launch with campaign co-op or forge mode, uh, which is forge mode. I kind of get they're doing new things with the multiplayer. They need to figure out forge mode, need new time. But campaign co-op is very important to a lot of Halo players. It's a thing they've been doing forever. So the fact that it's mm-hmm. not launching with campaign co-op doesn't give me much optimism for this game. Uh, when you're losing two big modes, and this game was supposed to come out last year, mm-hmm. uh, any thoughts on on that well, aspect? It's, ob- of it? it's obvious uh, when they brought I, I might get his name wrong, but Joseph Sladen, Selden, um, when they brought him back, there was obviously like a, like there was a reason that that that, it, that they brought him back or that he wanted to come back. Um, I think that that was a mutual conversation, and there was uh, definitely was some some issues with the game. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. Based on what we saw from the the gameplay reveal that that didn't look good, um, but I also feel like this is like kind of circling back to the Saints Row the conversation that we were having. Like this is why a lot of companies want to reboot because they they you know when they reboot they can sit there and say like hey we need to adjust or some change some things like you're not you're not wrong in saying that forge and co-op campaign co-op is is intuitive and important to the halo franchise but you know maybe it wasn't intuitive and important to the current development team um so it's it's hard like this i i if you really ask me like i don't they care about the multiplayer that's that's their priority right now is the multiplayer the free to play aspect of it the seasonal aspect of it and then I, I I hate to say it like I hate to say it this way, but I feel like they're gonna try to drip drip feed the Halo content to us um, to keep your Game Pass subscription. I can see that being like the covert op reason for like mm-hmm. holding back modes, but I the the thing that worries me is again they they were totally planning to launch this game last year. Yeah, a hundred percent. Which means there must have been some level of confidence of just like, well, if we just work a little harder and then pandemic hits and wipes that away, uh, uh, work harder as in like most likely crunch uh, in order to get this game mm-hmm. out last holiday. Pandemic hits kind of either was a blessing in disguise because they weren't ready at all to ship last holiday or, mm-hmm. you know, they it completely disrupted their workflow, which it's probably a little bit of both. Uh, mm-hmm. that they couldn't launch it. But I, I really think the camping co-op stuff is kind of a huge thing, at least for diehard Halo fans. Uh, that uh, I've yeah, a- to. absolutely. But from a standpoint of... So the multiplayer is free to play, regardless if you have Game Pass or don't. Um, there's going to be seasons, so that's really all they care about is the 10 bucks season pass from the start. And then this this franchise carries enough weight to increase game pass subscriptions which is you know which as we can tell is what they're what they're worried about they don't care how many copies of the game they sell that's just icing on the cake um but the um there would be no reason like a like a like a a single player halo fan that would you know get you know get game pass in the month of december or whatever in january and play the game and beat it (laughs) 
and that's really all they cared about. And then they would go back to playing, you know, their other games. There's no reason for them to keep the Game Pass subscription other than the extensive library that's there of other things that are potentially coming versus, you know, hey, next, like, I could see this totally. Next season in Halo, you get to play campaign co-op. And in season three, you can start to forge customization, which will then tie into something within the season pass that they're doing to keep you engaged in the multiplayer. Yeah, I, I think that strategy only works is if they're confident enough that Halo's Infinite is going to be a stellar product. And I mm-hmm. don't know if they've given anything to the audience, to the fans, that mm-hmm. gives them confidence that even Microsoft is confident in the product. Uh, instead, we, we're getting like mixed messaging, we're getting delays, we're getting like bad presentation, you know, early on bad presentations. Yeah. Uh, and but this, this, this is what sucks about doing your fifth and sixth version of a game is that there are expectations that come with you know, with an Uncharted game and a God of War game and a Halo game and even to this point of like a Horizon game already of where like as as a broad example, let's say for some reason that Aloy couldn't Aloy couldn't ride machines in Horizon 2. Like people would be like upset because they could do it in the first game, but maybe it's not an integral part of what they wanted to focus on in the second game. And, you know, maybe the campaign co-op is hard error to do because they're focusing on a more linear single player mode that they want you to experience solo but that would be in that scenario i feel like they would have had to come out in front and tell people Mm -hmm. as opposed to hey the game comes out in two months also you're not getting forged you're not getting co-op sorry guys like they needed to get out in front with yeah i I guess like and i agree with what you're saying and i'm kind of just playing a little bit of the other side is like did they ever say that forge was going to be in this they never said it wasn't and it's been in like you know every i know like i i I get it like like i get it like and i'm not like i'm not disputing that or anything like that but it's just one of those things where this is this is the expectation that comes with you know of having a halo game similar to you know the like even even when when things change in madden or things change in nba or in mlb the show people are very upset because the precedent has been set but it doesn't mean that it has to stay that way yeah but i i I, that's one of those things where like i get what you're coming from but it's you have to get out in front of being like, hey, mm-hmm. we didn't do Forge but why, mode. But, but why would, if, if I'm Halo developer, why would I come out and talk about what we're not putting in the game? I want to talk about what I'm putting in the game. Anytime, no, but exactly. That's when you're like, hey, we're not doing Forge mode, but here's our substitution for it, or here's why, because we wanted to focus mm-hmm. our efforts on something else, as opposed to the messaging of like, oh, it's just not ready yet. You know, mm-hmm. like they could have been like, hey, this is the biggest Halo campaign we've ever done because it's openish world and we just couldn't mm-hmm. do co-op uh for it uh or, or you know we'll figure out co-op later instead yeah, it was no, just it's, like it's they, i don't want anybody to get it twisted like it's it's yeah. bad messaging it's but at the same time it's like this if it didn't game fit their been, game plan right this game has been obviously in development hell uh it needs to come out uh, i i don't i don't feel like the campaign is is a focus for them at this point in time i feel like if you look at the at, at 343 studio i would feel like 85% of the people are working on the multiplayer aspect of it um and 15% of them are working on whatever else yeah it's just this is one of those things it probably doesn't help that they named it halo infinite uh right. like that that is a very like big name to throw on this so they didn't do themselves any favors by doing that name and cuz it's like the development cycle has been infinite it seems and it, it, yeah. it it's 
this could be the last Halo game if this doesn't work. They need everything to but, hit. But you and I both know there, this game could have an amazing campaign with co-op in it that that's 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 awesome and amazing. And within two months of launch, if the multiplayer is shit, then people are just going to destroy the game. But if the multiplayer is is engaging and good and a, and and a competitive scene and you know like from a streaming standpoint and 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 um. In a, a season pass, you know, grind standpoint, it doesn't matter what the campaign is. But for Halo, like, it does, though. I, because, I, under- yeah. I understand, but in 2021, it doesn't matter. If their multiplayer is trash, the game is dead in two months. But with that same, like, logic, the the right move would have been being like, we're not doing campaign, <laughs> you know? Like, it's like, right. we're just yeah. not going to do it. But they wanted both ways. They, like, yeah. they wanted no, to set up their free-to-play multiplayer. But then they're just like, well, shit, we need to do a campaign. And remember e- all the people that were so mad about Black Ops not having a campaign? Mm-hmm. They got really they got really quiet when their multiplayer was really solid. Yeah. It, it, and <laughs> no one really complained after that. Uh, yeah. But the Call of Duty campaigns have always not been a, uh, mm-hmm. an important. No, part. I know. Uh, so Microsoft kind of just worked themselves into a corner and they're at the point where it's just like, they can't afford to delay the game again, but at the same time, it's just like if you just delay the game again, just fucking do it. Just you know, like if or just release the multiplayer and say the campaign's coming later. Yeah, just do something. You know, instead we're gonna get the the product. Bro, like, why would anyone buy this game day one? I know they don't well, you care. Don't, you, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, I know they don't care because they have Game Pass, but it's just such a weird spot they put themselves in this is what happens there, there, there's when, gonna be there's gonna be an xbox console bundle that comes like black friday xbox one bundle that it'll be it'll be my series s that i have and it'll have a year game pass in and it, then it'll and just it'll have, have pictures it'll have, of all ha- the it'll have halo art all yeah. over it it yeah. that thing will release on november 15th and it'll have halo art all over it this and, is and it'll be game pass it, yeah. you will you will never see a microsoft I, i'll tell this right now you will never see a microsoft bundled game you'll never see an xbox mm. and halo no because they'll just give you game pass well i mean Why there is a you... there's a there's a halo edition no, but does it but it doesn't come i bet you it comes with game pass i bet you it doesn't come with halo i think it comes with halo Oh, no, no, actually, okay. they're just releasing it by itself, so it probably does right. just come a Game Pass. Yeah, so that, that's yeah. what I'm saying, is that you're not going to see, like, as an example, Fallout 5, uh, Fallout 5, 6, whatever the next one is. It, like, you're not going to see, you'll see a Fallout Edition Xbox, or you'll see a Starfield Edition Xbox, but you're not going to see Xbox plus Starfield. It's yeah. going to be Xbox plus Game Pass, six months of Game Pass, a year of Game Pass, three months of Game Pass, or whatever yeah. it is, because there's no point. Yeah. There's it, absolutely no point in them putting one of their exclusive games in the box when they can get you to to dabble into their game pass subscription service and hopefully keep you in there indefinitely halo infinite definitely feels like a game that started development and then the corporation changed their positioning on how they want to deliver games (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know like halo started like hey we're gonna make a traditional halo game and then they're like well free-to-play games are really popping off let's have free-to-play and then they're like actually Mm -hmm. we're doing this game pass thing so work around that it's the same way like when people want sony to do like a game pass equivalent and jim ryan is like that doesn't make financial sense for us and it's because all of the games that are in development for sony have in mind of selling a 70 70 box yeah uh and halo just have their dev cycle was just so long that microsoft Mm -hmm. has pivoted their financials to where like halo's finally coming out and it's like yeah we were going to release when we just sold 60 dollar boxes 
<laughs> at this point, at this point in time, three four three and Xbox need to just stop talking about Halo, and you release one trailer over the next three months, and then release the game. Like, stop talking about it. Yeah, it's kind of how uh, we felt with like Deathloop, which comes out in like two weeks. Of just like, stop showing the game, just have the game come out because uh, they. And they the kind of so did much. that. Yeah, and they have since since yeah, that yeah. last day to play. It's been it's been a little trailer here, a little trailer there, but um, in the end, like. December 8th, I'm going to open up social media and there's going to be friends on my Facebook page that are talking about Halo that I've never seen talk about a video game in the last three or four years. Yeah. Like it, it's going it, to, it's, it's just, it it's inevitable. Out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when just I, like GTA and yeah. just like Red Dead Redemption 2 has like those, there's like these, this, this Mount Rushmore of franchises and it's there whether you, whether you're an expat or not, it's there. Yeah. Uh, that's it for like the big news. There are a couple small stories that I I, I could just throw in there. Uh, we I, we debated on talking about the quote unquote controversial PlayStation heat changes, but that's people are getting a better console than I am. This is crap. No, no, it's the opposite. It's oh, it's people. Sorry, thinking... I, didn't, I, I didn't know. I didn't know which way which which angry side I needed to be on. Sorry. No, no, it's the opposite <laughs> of if you have a launch console. Apparently, you got better. And the only thing I have to say about this, I think I put it on Twitter, is this like. It's a lot of people jumping to conclusions like Sony doesn't test their shit before they sell it. You know, like it's people being like, oh, they cut down on some of the heat uh, sink stuff, you know, and they went with some cheaper parts. But it's just like, no, like, yes, they did. But I'm sure they're not giving you guys defective consoles that are yeah, going to burn. I think, out. I think I read initial impressions are that this will result in a. A three degree temperature difference yeah and the people that made the video they only heat tested the vents and mm-hmm. it's just like no you need to heat test the actual chips on the board the ram you need to actually heat check that you can't just check the exhaust and be like oh, it's hotter like that's not yeah. how this works uh so it's a this lot of people like this is not an unexpected like there there is a there is a shortage essentially of everything yeah um so for them to adjust is not is not crazy yeah uh, so that's all we'll say about that uh, i'm waiting i i loved uh every comment that i saw it was just basically people being like we'll we'll just wait for digital foundry to do their testing and digital foundry did like an initial test and they're like it's not that big a deal uh but they'll do the more exhaustive testing and then we'll find out that like yeah it's like three degrees hotter but it's still like 20 degrees cooler than the series x uh, which is the current mm-hmm. thing is like the series x runs super hot compared to the ps5 uh and that doesn't really seem to affect performance much at all uh other news um naughty dog put out a post for hiring for uh their first standalone multiplayer game uh which they put a picture of ellie uh looking over uh the city so this most likely is the factions multiplayer i would imagine but because they're looking to hire, I think it was like this terrifies me. <laughs> yeah, they're looking to hire twelve people, which could mean two things. It could mean, hey, they're getting in a crunch time, and when you get in a crunch time, you staff up when you get close to the finish line, so you can get it past the finish line. Or this game is way further out than we expected because they're hiring all these people. Or there's something wrong, and these twelve people they're hiring are to do a, are being hired to to fix a specific thing. Which at that point you just headhunt like people have done in the past, yeah, where you just true. pull specific names, which we've I, seen before. I, I'm just, I've said it before. Like I'm very, 
Like I, I love the fact that you know Sony might be taking a risk with Naughty Dog to do this. Um, the faction multiplayer Last of Us One was solid. It didn't have any staying power, but it was solid. It had staying power amongst a very niche group of people. Um, but I don't know if again in 2021 if a slow and methodical multiplayer style game fits the core audience that you're really that you are truly going after. Um, whether you know you're not you're not going after your hardcore Last of Us crowd to do this, like you're going after the multiplayer competitive crowd, even if it's not competitive, you're going after that that group. Um, and I I I don't you know, this will be a bold statement for me, but no, I I don't feel like Naughty Dog has the talent to have an um an, an engaging multiplayer game currently. Uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. Like they they the multiplayer they proved at least with factions they have interesting concepts. Uh, and they proved just a little bit with like Uncharted Two and Uncharted Three. Uncharted mm-hmm. Four's multiplayer just didn't really. The Uncharted Four's multiplayer was they just did Uncharted Three multiplayer, and that right. just didn't. Don't have... get me wrong. None of the, there's nothing wrong with their multiplayers. Their multiplayer served the purpose until their next game came out. I just don't know if that's something that. Like, could you see a, like a faction style game that says, "Hey, here's a summer event, an Overwatch style event, a Destiny style event going on in your game." to to bring players back on a, 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 a even a monthly basis and i i, I don't know like yeah <laughs> it, it, it's just a matter of just like what type of multiplayer game are they going for right uh yep. if they're trying to go for the mass audiences i don't know if factions really lends itself to that but if they also want to just get themselves into like the weird twitch uh, phenomenon they can probably get into like a, a a nice groove with like making a game that streams really well uh mm-hmm. and can be very watchable for other people they could definitely maybe tackle that um as opposed to trying to be the next Fortnite, which i don't think they have any sort no, of like but notion even, to even do like, that yeah e- even even a tarkov or <laughs> a, even to have a a two like a, a an 18 month run like the division had uh the division one or any of these games to even have a I, what do you even a flash in the pan of six months I, I i sony has never shown that in the last 15 years that they can do that yeah they, they they've had like modest successes in multiplayer never never mm-hmm. anything huge uh but they're they're staffing up uh and again it, like it, like as an example like do you know that ghost of shishima has a multiplayer mode that's very people have told me is very destiny light yeah yeah no it, it like i all my friends that play it really liked it uh i mm-hmm. just didn't care about play, ghost enough uh, played, to join him and played it and liked it but aren't still playing it yeah well that was uh like the friends i talked to they were just like i ran out of content <laughs> mm-hmm. for the most part and see that that's the concern i have yeah. though is like couldn't like the the same thing could be possibly said about whatever this last of us game is it might be great for like 90 days but then what does the next 180 days look like yeah. that's where like that's the perspective i'm trying to make sure that people understand sony has top to bottom in their studios obviously has tremendous talent to to write great single-player narrative story-driven games their multiplayer games through the entire ps4 generation have fallen flat yeah what is it what's the what's the one called uh battle the 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 car game destruction Um, yeah destruction all-stars like just dud yeah like and I know that's not Sony direct, but they, they obviously put their, you know, like somebody came to the table at Sony and said, hey, this is what we're going to do. And they're like, all right, we're cool. We're backing you. Like, yeah. Where's that backing now? Four months later, six months later. <laughs> yeah. I I, I, I I am a little more trusting of like Naughty Dog giving it a shot that 
like mm-hmm. and just the fact that i think sony is more comfortable being like yeah we had a good run <laughs> you know like i i don't think sony's building anything off like yeah let's let have this thing run for years i think sony would probably be happy if it's like hey we got six months out of this multiplayer experience yeah. uh, no i, I think if you could release a multiplayer game that's even in the realm of conversation of a game of the year contender yeah like you know like, like in the in the realm of where like hey you know what i really enjoyed faction 2 you know in 2024 like and and that game took a significant amount of my time like and i and i'm giving you the perspective from a destiny player a division player um you know like of like destiny struggles to to keep that engagement going sometimes and like this is their wheelhouse this is what they've been doing for seven years and you're going to tell me that sony's going to do it for the first time in 15 my confidence is low sorry yeah it hasn't been (laughs) till since like socom days that they've had like yeah uh, a huge so since event. since the PSN outage? No, no, no. Before that, PS. No, I'm saying, but I'm saying like the the last decent multiplayer functional game like was was pre PSN outage, right? Um, when was Killzone? Killzone Two was probably more successful than Killzone Three, so probably right around that time. Yeah. Yeah, probably that's what I'm saying. That. It's like since since the network crashed for yeah. the because that essentially buried an entire SOCOM game that that crash network. Yeah, that's, but the SoCom game wasn't actually that. They, they had like <laughs> know, two SoCom but... duds. Uh, the SoCom PS2 games were the ones that actually had surprisingly, uh, you know, good multiplayer despite the, the stop, time period. Stop, stop saying that word because then we're going to get some people like... <laughs> oh, I tweeted about SoCom. That's how I got my, my like Bluetooth headset. They're fine. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. As long as you're nice about like the good SoCom games, I think everyone will agree. SoCom Confrontation and SoCom after that weren't great. Uh yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much it for the news. Uh, just pretty light stuff. There's some stuff that uh, we'll probably talk about next week uh, as stuff develops uh, related to like the Yakuza franchise. Uh, apparently, losing their creative director. Uh, but hoping more information comes out of that before I jump to the conclusions and panic that Yakuza might be going away. <laughs> All right. So um, just briefly uh, in our what's delayed segment, Horizon Forbidden West is going to come out in February of 2022. So, as Michael writes, it's kind of delayed because they did say that to try and, re- and to do a holiday release. But at least we have a date. So, that's um, somewhat of a positive, but similar to what we were talking about earlier. This is just kind of jam-packing the month of February. But they they're are. also trying to get... Yeah, they're trying to get it out before the end of the physical year, like you said. Yeah, they they must be really confident in Deathloop and Kenna Bridge of Spirits that are both coming out in September. Because that's they don't have anything else that's... yeah but to be fair they never you know like people have been telling me they never really bring any big juggernauts out <laughs> out during the holiday season yeah they like the they, they like the the first half of the year more than they like the second half of the year uh but they still usually have something uh and this year they just won't have anything uh but hey they'll probably sell a lot of ratchet and clinks that will probably go down a half price uh mm-hmm. and uh, other other games like I, I expect some good Returnal, Ratchet and Clank uh, prices uh, for the PS5 around the holidays. Yep. All right. So, um, what we're playing and watching? Um, I had a pretty w- rough week overall with um, some overnights and some uh, corporate visitors. So I was still messing with Skyward Sword and um, not as much actually as I wanted to because we drove up north. I had a, a family member pass away last week also. So that took a little bit of my time. Um, but I did uh, a new season of Destiny started, so I was messing around with that. And they're, again, they're doing a really good job with the narrative story-based stuff. 
um, trying to tie up tie seasons together really well, connect them together, and build a bunch of hype for uh, the Witch Queen, which is coming in February as well. Um, so like that's uh, it's it, you know Destiny's expansion started in September and then they got delayed to like October and then later in October and then now they're like all the way to February. So um, we'll see how this season goes because this is going to be like a six month season. Um, and they did announce a bunch of uh, 30th, uh, it's Bungie's 30th anniversary, so there's a bunch of stuff coming in December. Like they're bringing like Gallahorn back to the game, which is just ridiculous. But that's a that's a marketing holiday ploy. To That gun's not going to be good in this game. <laughs> It'll just be like every other rocket launcher in the game. Um, and then they're doing a bunch of uh, interesting uh, themed stuff, uh, themed armor. There's a, There's always been rumors of like a Halo crossover in Destiny. There's been a lot of conversation around that. And with the 30th anniversary, I think you might see some... Halo themed armor, Halo themed weapons. They're even, um, and, and I've always heard this game's name before, but I've never played it or seen it. Uh, Bungie made Marathon, you know, uh, back before they even made Halo, and they're starting to put some of that stuff into the game with this 30th anniversary bundle pack thing or whatever they're doing. Hmm. It's like twenty five dollars that's coming in December. So in order for you to, you can kind of tie it with your Witch Queen stuff, but um, it's it's interesting pricing equation i'll have to see what kind of other content is in the in this 30th 30th anniversary pack that i haven't really had a chance to dig into very very far so um yeah that's that's been it for the most part uh watching still watching like ted lasso um i started watching oh really yeah i started ted lasso i watched four episodes okay what'd you think uh, I I like the writing. I still don't like Jason Sudeikis. Like his character isn't bad. Like Ted Ted Lasso. Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually more intrigued with all these side characters uh, more than I'm intrigued with Ted Lasso. Uh, like I like the idea that instead of doing the usual like asshole American goes overseas, they did like, hey, what if we just get like a like a really nice guy. Like, I like that, uh, but I find his, like, Ned Flanders ass just a little, like, <laughs> annoying uh, or a little too over the top for my liking. Yeah. But I do like his interactions with the other characters. Uh, I'm still hoping, like, four episodes in, we get just a little bit about, like, maybe some of the sadness and darkness about him. Uh, mm-hmm. But even when they finally, like, reveal, I think I might have watched the fifth episode, uh, like, what that might be, I feel like they didn't go hard enough. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't watched it uh, to where I'm still waiting for them to add depth to his character that I don't feel like they've established, uh, especially in comparison of all the other side characters that have a mm-hmm. shit ton of depth uh, that mm-hmm. they've been able to establish within four episodes. Uh, but I'm enjoying it. I'll probably casually watch it. I know they're what episode are they on in season two right now? Four, I think four or five. Yeah. So it might be a slower watch for me just so I can binge season two when that finally wraps up. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, just after like one or two episodes, I'm like, I, I need to take a break just cause like sometimes he's just a little bit, uh, a little too much. Uh, cause he, he basically is just real life Ned Flanders, uh, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, which I definitely is hilarious to, to watch him interact with people, but I at least like, the, yeah, but it, it, I feel like it's kind of like, it, it fits the niche where like the, the, even the players are like, what the hell is wrong with this Oh guy? yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> it's funny though. Maybe I watch too much of the crown and other British shows, but I've been like laughing at the very specific, like British humor stuff that are yeah, in that show. I think, I think, I think there's certain things that they try to go for. Yeah. It gets better. Like his, his, his owner, like there's just little things like when they're, 
It's not a spoiler, but when they're walking somewhere, somebody walks up to him and goes, hey, wanker. And she goes, did he just call you a wanker? And he goes, eh, it's an inside joke. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's like... Well, there's like little things like when he did his first press conference and then like all the media people would answer their they say their question. They say where they're from. And then when the reporter from The Sun says he writes for The mm-hmm. Sun and all the other reporters just start booing him was like a mm-hmm. nice little touch of just like, oh, shit. OK, the other reporters don't like The Sun either. It's not just yeah. everyone else. <laughs> uh, I like I like little jokes like that. Um, and then Giles from Buffy was in an episode, which was nice. I was just like he plays the ex-husband. So I was like, oh, shit, there's the there's Giles. So I, I always laugh because British shows tend to do that, uh, even though this is definitely American ass show. Uh, but they're at mm-hmm. least pulling all British actors who are usually just popped up in yep. any British show you watch. Like I said, it's, it's, it's got a, you know, it's got a solid foundation for the show. Yeah, yeah. You, I, can, see, I, you I, can see this. I just need a little bit more depth from, from Ted Lasso, which I think they're slowly, like, giving that to him. But uh, I really hope it isn't what they've at least alluded to. Uh, in like the fourth or fifth episode where it's just like well his problem is he's just a really nice guy and it's just like <laughs> man there better be more to that uh, or I might just bounce out um, but yeah so not a, not a lot of watching for me this week um, a lot of sleeping and then just in my in my back and kind of in my destiny routine but it, it, it is what it is I'm grinding power level again just to to be able to do some other content and hopefully that they bring some other interesting stuff. But like I said, I am concerned about a six month season and what will or won't be in there in October. Um, so yeah, no, no movies, nothing like that crazy right now. So um, what you got? Yeah. Okay. So I uh, started, uh, well, I'm continuing with final fantasy 14. Uh, I'm up to level 32. I think I unlocked my third or fourth dungeon. Uh, which I guess after I uh, I do that one, uh, I will unlock one almost immediately from what my friends are telling me. Uh, so still doing that, though I traditionally had said, or uh, I had made it to where like I will play on Sundays because that's a day I'm off and I can just play a bunch of it, but my schedule just hasn't been able to work out that way. Like I actually went out with friends on, fr- on Thursday, uh, video game hunting, um, and I also then went out to uh ignite uh which is like a a land center uh on friday and then i was just i had to go to my parents on sunday so like my final fantasy time was kind of cut this week uh to where i'm just doing it at random times uh like there's i think saturday night i played at like midnight and then get off till 3 a.m because my that's when my friends tend to play so i hopped on around then and just did random stuff Still not completely engaged in, like, the dungeon war aspect of the game. I kind of just, like, doing some of the side quests uh, and doing the the tasks that they want you to do because there's so many things you could do side quest-wise, uh, even though I'm also just listening to podcasts or watching YouTube videos while I'm doing those side quests, but it's just a good, like, hey, let me do something while I watch, like, random videos about people video game hunting, uh, which has been my latest stupid addiction is just watching people look for video games and stuff uh, which is something i actually do with my friend uh last thursday where we went hunting to different stores because he's into collecting digimon cards so him and his friend go out to the like far suburbs to grab digimon cards and i'm just like hey let me go tag along with you and hit up a couple video game stores on the way there so uh still trying to rebuild that ps3 collection uh through video game hunting 
the two new games I, I, I could talk about. Um, I'm playing a game uh, that I got uh, early access code for called uh, Rocket Rumble. Uh, this is like a character racing game, uh, like character hero racing game, uh, where you basically play as like cute animals that are in like mech suits and you basically race. Uh, there's a little bit of combat uh, in it in terms of like picking up weapons and then using it against enemies. Uh, it It's in early access and it very much feels like the case uh, with some of the uh, level design and some of the mechanics, uh, but it's it's seems like it would be a good like local uh, co-op game to play. Uh, I, I have it on PC because that's you know where, where it is early access, um, and you can play local co-op uh, on the early access version of the game. Though because it's on PC, I haven't been able to really test that out because that just doesn't sound like the best experience. Uh, like me, Sarah, and a couple friends trying to hover around my uh, monitor. Uh, so I've just been playing the online aspect. Online works for the most part. Uh, it's early access, so I haven't really found too many complete games. Uh, but there's at least like a, a, a interesting enough foundation there that it would be one of those things where, uh, because it's early access, I'll probably check in like once every week or two weeks just to see the updates that they've done and see if that brings more players in. Uh, mm. So uh, doing that. Uh, and then Psychonauts 2 came out uh, last week. So... Even though I didn't finish Psychonauts 1, I was like, you know, I just want to play Psychonauts 2 because I don't want to play old game. Uh, so started that, <laughs> uh, really liking it. I love that in 2021, uh, we have 3D platformers like Ratchet and & Clank and Psychonauts 2 uh, around. Uh, Psychonauts 2, it, it's really fun. Uh, I love all the little collectible stuff. The humor is exactly what you expect from a Psychonauts game slash a Double Fine game. Uh, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it was on Game Pass, which is part of the reason why I was just like, let me just jump into it uh, without finishing the first game because it was just like there's no like actual cost to like worry me, uh, you know, to uh, like stop me from picking it up. Uh, but Psychonauts 2 is really fun. I, I probably recommend jumping into it. It has a... So, uh, go on. I have a question for you based on that. I'm playing Destiny the other day with Randy. He's also in chat. He said that he tried to play Psychonauts 2, and he said it might have been a, a personal thing, but he felt like there was like a cutscene, and then like 30 seconds of gameplay, and then a cutscene, and then like 50 seconds of gameplay, and then a cutscene to where he's like, I couldn't get into it. Like his, Every time I started to do something, something else happened. I haven't played it, so I was kind of more wondering your perspective. Did you get that feeling early on? No, no. Maybe like maybe thirty seconds is an is it is is an exaggeration, but he never really got into like he said he every time he started feeling comfortable with the controls or in a groove, there'd be a cutscene. Uh, I mean, I, there's a long opening cutscene that basically introduces you introduces you to the world, recaps the first game, and then recaps that PSVR game that came out last year, two years ago. Um, but yeah, in the beginning, the, the introductory level where they're introducing mechanics, it does add a little bit, but the cutscenes don't really last too long. Um, they're basically just transition cutscenes to like you enter a room and then a character talks to you and then you just start moving again. Uh, but they didn't bother me too much cause I thought the flow of it was pretty good. Um, it's definitely like a couple hours in the first level definitely felt like the weakest level, uh, because okay. it's just introducing you to, uh, mechanics and everything like that. Uh, but I think the humor in like the cutscenes and just like the the style of the world uh, kept me more engaged with it than it might have kept him. Uh, so okay. I'm really enjoying it. It's definitely a game that I, I do plan to finish. Uh, so I, I, I greatly enjoyed Psychonauts 2. I still haven't started 12 minutes. Uh, 
I was so excited for 12 minutes, but I fucked up because I, before it came out, I looked at reviews from people I trust and enough of them were like, eh, this game's not as great. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't and, do that, man. And, and I'm still going to play it and make my own opinion about it, but it definitely moved it from the top of my pile of games to play to like the third or fourth choice because it's just like, okay, you know what? Let me just engage with this game when I have the time as opposed to making time for it, uh, which is definitely something that happens to me every once in a while especially when it's like people opinion that i respect uh mm-hmm. when, when i get yeah, that towards just, uh, it's that aspect of just like okay you know what i i, I but you were you were interested in the game before that a person's opinion came out so you should still play it and you shouldn't have looked at that person's opinion yeah, yeah at least sure. until after you played it so yeah and it also just kind of came out at the wrong time because it's just like okay final fantasy 14 is taking a lot of my time boyfriend dungeon came out like the week prior and yep. then psychonauts 2 came out so like i have a list of all these new games to play so it just dropped that down the list a little yep. bit it's the good and bad of game pass you're like oh it's there no exactly it, yeah like it's, it's like it's not like you months. went to the, you, it's not like you went to the store and got it or you you downloaded it and you waited for it to download and you watched the ticker go across you're like oh it's on game pass it's there yeah so that's that's a great feeling but it also doesn't give you the hey i went to the store and bought this now i want to play it it doesn't give you that kind of feeling or like, hey, a box came in the mail. I want to open it. Oh, it's my game. I want to play it. It's just there. Yeah. And I think it's only on Xbox and PC right now. If it was on PlayStation, I would probably feel like more of a priority to let my PlayStation friends know how it is uh, and download right. it right away. But because it's locked to Xbox and most of my friends are on PlayStation, I don't feel like I have to be that that person that I usually am for a lot of my friends uh, uh, to where I'm like, hey, I tried this game. Is it worth you guys to pay money because I didn't have to pay for it on Xbox? Right. Um, Man, uh, for sure. Which, you know, like, will be this case with, like, Back for Blood. Uh, you know, when that game comes out, I'm going to download that day one because my PlayStation friends are going to be like, is it broken? Is it good? Before they drop the money down for it. Uh, right. I basically turn into, like, a beta tester for a lot of my friends <laughs> because of Game Pass. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, that's it for uh, for playing and then watching. Uh, it was Ted Lasso. Um, I went to uh, Ignite and we played like I think Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, and then Rock Band uh, for a little cool. bit. Uh, but that that's pretty much it. Uh, did you want to talk just a little bit about Far Cry? I know there's an episode. Um, just yeah, people know. briefly. So if you're if you didn't see in the feed when you're listening to this, um, there is a Far Cry Six uh, hands-on impressions. I was able to play. Far Cry 6 last week, um, a significant amount of time, um, and it's 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 solid, um, similar to what we've been talking about with Halo and you know expectations and Saints Row. Um, it's Far Cry, it's more Far Cry. It's um, the the interesting points, the the two biggest, I guess the three biggest things that I took away from it are, um, the the character you play is male or female and um, fully voiced, so your character is not mute, which is the first time in a Far Cry game in a long time if ever um the co-op progression is shared so it's not gonna you know like when you play co-op with your friends it's not gonna be like a wait it's not gonna feel like a waste of your time like it did in five um and then there is a large amount of actual it feels like uh crafting weapons and and gear and, and customization of your character even like um the some of the gear you pick up like i guess i would armor or the or the stuff like gloves and, and boots and, and a hat all have some of it has like poison resistance and, and fire resistance and there's a lot of stuff going on but at its core foundation it's, it's more far cry 
so it's more like a super you know like it's more focused on the on the on the villain um but with your character actually having uh voice lines um uh, it, it feels early on it feels a little bit more engaged story-wise um I think that has to do with the story that you were you were talking about a couple months ago or a year ago now, where Ubisoft came out publicly and said, "Hey, we're trying to change our narrative, mm-hmm. um, and this might be the, the focus of it." So, uh, it's it's like a twenty minute thing that you can listen to, twenty two minute thing you can listen to on the podcast feed. Um, it'll be on the YouTube as, uh, as well. There'll be some gameplay there, but uh, there's an interview with the narrative director as well. So, uh, as always, I. I I, I like to do these things, but I also like to hear your guys' feedback. Is there something that you wish I would have done differently? Is there something I missed? Um, would you just want to see, you know, raw gameplay footage uploaded to YouTube without any comment any commentary? So, um, but that's on YouTube and it's on the uh, podcast feed. Cool. Um, since, uh, Dave's coughing right there, uh, we'll move on to, uh, questions, uh, and comments from the community. Uh, the first question, uh, that we got is from Robert Cartwright. Uh, do you think console developer or do you think developers and console manufacturers do enough to stop hacking on multiplayer games? I read today that COD players are now running aimbots, et cetera, on PS5 and Xbox platforms. So now turning off crossplay doesn't solve this. Um... I think there's two scenarios in this situation. I think that there is obviously a problem with anti-cheat in a lot of these games. Um, I constantly see um, the Call of Duty Twitter account like tweeting out about how many bans that they've done for their, you know, for their anti-cheat. Uh, they use, I would assume, they use some of the the, the Blizzard tech that Blizzard uses since it's Activision Blizzard, which is, is has been said to be top-notch because you don't really hear about. A crazy amount of cheating like in uh, world of warcraft um where you know where definitely people you know would want to cheat um and then the other side of this is i think this is like a player base just complaining because they get shot in the head and they think that they they ran into better players or they or their connection maybe isn't as good um i think i know where some of the basis of this is coming from and um at least from from robert's standpoint and um that's not a reliable source Okay. Um, yeah, I can developers do more potentially. Um, mm-hmm. They do have the a. Che- the cheaters are always ahead. Yeah, that's the. Pr- They're always ahead. Yeah, and that, and that's the problem is it's constantly a, a moving target. Like they can come up with a fix one day, and then two days later, the hackers have another way around it. So mm-hmm. it just turns into. How many people is this affecting? How much is it going to cost to fix it? And how much resources can we put into it? Uh, what I think usually happens, especially with Call of Duty games, is as they get closer to a, a new Call of Duty game, they kind of pull back their support in terms of stopping hackers uh, from getting their new game. Uh, which then, They're not paying very much attention to Modern Warfare right now. Yeah. Um, and I think Activision will have to figure something out because they want to keep Warzone alive forever, ideally. Uh, so they definitely need to change their stance on running into these habits where anytime a new Call of Duty game comes out, the previous one starts to get hacked up because now they just have this games as a service one going constantly. Um, when you when you were playing Warzone, though, 
Yeah. What what percentage of matches did you win? Um, depending on the group I was in, probably two out of ten, maybe like one okay. out of five. What percentages do you think that you ran into a group that was cheating? Um, so I was playing it too early on to where hacking wasn't okay. too bad unless you had PC turned on, uh, cause it is a definite problem on PC. Um, I'm not too sure, uh, since I haven't played Warzone in a while, how bad it has gotten on consoles now that the consoles have been kind of compromised. Um, but definitely when I was playing with PC enabled, you would run into people that are just like, oh, I just got shot through the wall. Uh, so it is yeah. a epide- like it is a problem but, on PC. But in the in the same amount of matches that you would win, probably. So like twenty percent, ten percent. Yeah, probably probably like ten percent. Like if I had PC so enabled, you, you you win a match, you lose a match, and the other eight are whatever. So eighty percent of your time is fine. Ten percent of your time is a win. Ten percent of your time is a cheater. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like, well, like and, that's and, not that's not terrible. Yeah. Like, and then and how important, like other than a little a niche in your a, a little notch on your emblem, or you know, like you're not getting serious loot from winning. The the only thing I would say to that is if you're someone who dedicates a lot of your time to a specific game, I can see with the frustration because you're going to run yeah. into more instances of cheating just because you play the game more. So you're mm-hmm. you're gonna me playing like two hours a day and be like, I ran into one cheater. It's fine to someone being like, that's the only game I play. Uh, running into cheaters is going to feel uh, more of a, an issue. Uh, it is definitely the only thing that, that I know is so again, destiny related because that's a, it's a games as a service that I play all the time. Um, that has a, at least on the PC side, had a rampant cheating problem um, in a high end uh, competitive content where loot was on the line mm-hmm. where certain you know exclusive loot is actually on the line for you to earn um as well as a, a significant time commitment to get to that said loot so then bungie comes out and says okay we're going to use battle eye and and it's in it's in the early stages and then the pc community is complaining like they're going to access my privacy settings <laughs> it's like you want anti-cheat but you're not willing to put the anti-cheat on your system so it can detect it probably because you're cheating yeah, no, and and that's a that's a problem with PC. Often is because like in order to, it's the same problem that uh, Valorant had. Or mm-hmm. Valorant, you could not play Valorant unless you downloaded their anti cheat engine mm-hmm. that got it administrative activity access to your computer, and that is always going to be a problem. Whereas you're going to just have people that are just not going to want to engage with it, and then it's up to the developer of being like, we don't need their money. And you're gonna have a like, lot of developers. I, I would, I would hate to see you go launch Warzone tomorrow, and it requires you to to download something onto your PlayStation Five that a takes up space and b accesses your IP essentially, and whatever you know, whatever device you're plugging into your PlayStation, um, you know, and people are gonna be like, oh, I don't want to do this, and like, okay, but you want us to do something about cheating, but you're not willing to. <laughs> It's like, I don't want somebody to rob my house, but I'm going to leave my house unlocked. What? Yeah. The, the problem is, like, in order for them to do, like, extreme measures, they usually need the capital. They they need the money to do that. You either need to throw a shit ton of people. It's but why, like, Fortnite has hacking, but you don't hear too much about it because Epic is really on top of it because they have an army <laughs> working on it yeah, because they produce and, enough and, money. And in the end, you... 
finishing in fifth place versus finishing in first place isn't really the end of the world. You just load up another game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but I, again, if you're dedicating yourself to, to, to like one specific mm-hmm. game, you're going to get frustrated uh, because you're going to see more instances of cheating as opposed to like just casually playing it. Uh, but yeah, uh, developers are trying, but the hackers are always going to crack whatever they do. And then they're just kind of stuck in an endless cycle of trying to fix it. Um, yeah, I, some of the cheatings that I've seen in Destiny is just is is absurd. Like I'm like, how do you even figure out how to do that? Like unlimited heavy ammo, full full auto sniper rifles. Like, it's just like yeah. how? <laughs> uh, so some of it is really really bad. Um, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of how we're gonna deal with you know, and especially you notice that as games go international, there people have different stances on what they consider cheating, and we have instances like player on players. Uh, Oh God, I forgot the name Pub, of it. PUBG. PUBG. Yeah. Uh, they had the instance where, like, as they got bigger uh, and went more international, they had to deal with all sorts of weird cheating shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they just eventually were just like, "Yeah, cheating's just it happens." Hey, um, we can solve the problem. We can go go live in China and be limited to three hours of online play a week. Yeah, you could do that. Uh, but that's also uh, <laughs> where a lot of the cheating is rampant because they look yeah. at it differently. Uh, they look yeah. at it, I guess, as like they're just playing the game and it just happens to have cheat engine on. Uh, mm-hmm. If anything, they should just do what Respawn does where they don't even they just put the cheaters in Cheater Island uh, yeah. and then just let them fight against themselves. Let, let the full auto sniper go against the wall hacking <laughs> yeah. machine gunist. Uh, but even that, it probably takes significant amount of work to like make sure you're doing that to the, the right people. Sort sort the matchmaking pools. Yeah. yeah uh, so there's different ways they can handle that. Uh, but yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, Roy Gibbs sends a question in. So are you doing a DDG group for this year's Extra Life? Um. The way I'm going to answer that question is I would love to hear what you guys would like to see us do. Do you want us to do one? Um, I guess if you want us to do one, Michael and I can start looking at it. I'm more leaning towards the no, um, just because, not because I don't think, like, Extra Life is an amazing cause. I just don't know if I can dedicate the time to it right in, in, right now. Yeah. Um, uh, if there's enough feedback from the community, I will figure something out. Mm-hmm. But... Um, and it would, I, I'll tell you right off the bat, it would probably be like me playing for 12 hours and Michael playing for 12 hours. I ain't playing for 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, our, our work schedules <laughs> makes it like extra difficult, especially both being in like the retail line where next ref usually on a weekend. Uh, and those are days that are usually like not possible I for us to get totally, off. I can totally stream a game from like eight to eight on a Saturday or eight to eight on a Sunday, like a hundred percent. I can do that if it's planned out and, um, and, and, and I don't I don't want to say it this way because any amount of money helps the it helps the kids the, the you know but I don't want to take a, take a significant amount of time off work put some planning behind things and ultimately only see like three people show up you know like that that's a little disin like that's a little um, deflating <laughs> a yeah def- bit? yeah def- de- deflating to to yeah. myself to put some effort and some energy into some things and then just to not see it pan out and again. If, if I can give Children's Miracle Network or any of these, you know, hospitals, you know, $10 from you guys, like, that's great. Yeah, um, it, but I can definitely point you in the direction of people that do a tremendous job with Extra Life as well. Yeah, and that's kind of what we did the last two years is just anyone in the community that are doing Extra Life, we just let you guys use our Facebook group to advertise it. 
or yeah. shout you out on Twitter. So definitely if anyone in our community is doing extra life, we'll definitely help you guys get the message out. And like, I donated to several different people, uh, in a community that were doing, uh, extra life streams last year. Uh, so definitely we'll, we'll help you guys platform your stuff. As of right now, it like based on the planning, it probably wouldn't be possible this year. Uh, me and David talked about like when we first started, you know, like doing extra life in person, uh, but yeah, obviously, like I, would, I would go to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, then COVID happened. Right, right now, I'm not going to Chicago. No, go, yeah, no, like, I don't blame you. Um, and, and I, I would, would not ask Michael to come here. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, they're both, if you look on our map, like, if you looked at a heat map, there's a red circle in, in northeastern Illinois, and there's a red circle in uh, southeastern um, uh, Michigan, and... Uh, those are both where we live. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll definitely support anyone in the community that is uh, doing extra life. Me and Dave, maybe last second, we'll throw together like some sort of thing. Uh, but as of right now, no, no concrete plans on extra yeah. life. Cause I'll tell you from my own perspective of streaming for years, I haven't streamed enough to with, with me doing the overnights um, and just in general with, with things going on and, and Michael's anti-streaming, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, it, it, it is like he, like that, that's the great word. It is deflating to be online at two o'clock in the morning. And playing a game of, you know, like one, like having, you know, people online in the party chat with you or in Discord with you um, helps, but it's deflating to try to play something at two o'clock in the morning when you're tired and nobody's watching. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just, it's, it's deflating. Yeah. So, so we if we did something, like I said, something. it would be, it would be 12 hours of Michael on Saturday and me on Sunday for 12 hours. Like that would be kind of, you know, somewhere like where the majority of the community could, could actually see and watch it because. I think it's crazy for me to expect somebody to be up at two o'clock in the morning Eastern time watching me play video games. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and we definitely need that engagement to stay up and, and stay yeah. motivated uh, while doing it. Uh, but it's definitely something we'll look at. And if you're doing extra life, let us know, and we'll like give you guys a little bit of a platform. Uh, and then maybe we can host some streams on our Twitch channel as well if mm-hmm. you're, you're doing it. Yeah. All right. So uh, spotlight is obviously the Far Cry bonus episode that's on the feed that I just talked about. Um, and I think that's it. Do you got anything else? Uh, no, next week I'll have a interview with the developer of earth Knight, uh, probably early on in the week. Uh, but awesome. yeah, uh, just look out for that. It's just going to be on the, the podcast feed. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, be sure to check out the socials, um, on Twitter at digital days pod. So you can see us promote some of the far cry stuff, promoting this episode, promoting Michael's interview. Uh, and like I said, at the beginning of the show, any retweeting and sharing of that is helpful, uh, just to get some more eyes on it. Um, and then you can follow Michael at the first MJC, so you can see him complain about Bluetooth headsets. Um, Not complaining. I was uh, admiring uh, the Jabra headset and the official PlayStation headset that were for the PS3. I miss true Bluetooth settings. Um, I spent some time trying to. Uh, my Turtle Beach headphones have two Bluetooth channels where I can. So like uh, with crossplay and Destiny. There's been a huge, not a huge influx, but I've got a group on Xbox and a group on PlayStation and a small group on PC, and now we can just play together. The other day I was playing a game with a guy on PC, a guy on Xbox, and myself, um, trying to get my headphones connected to my cell phone to, to use Discord and stuff. It's been a little bit of a challenge. That Turtle Beach I, headset has some major issues with consistently yeah. connecting to the phone, because I have that headset as well, and like some days yep. just like, oh, we're not going to work. <laughs> You're yeah. just like, okay. I had cool. to like turn it on, turn it off, click the buttons on yeah. it, um, but... There's definitely, I can't wait for the Discord integration on consoles. Apparently, there's actually a decent, like, workaround on Xbox for to, to run Discord on your console. Um, and a couple browser. of the guys that I know. Uh, huh? It's probably through the power of the browser, isn't it? 
yeah it's it's like i don't remember that i don't have it in front of me but the, a couple of the xbox guys i know they're they've been using it and it seems to be working pretty well um so um and then uh you can follow myself at good dave hunt um and then like i said in the uh facebook groups or in the show notes there's a link to the facebook group discord server uh patreon all those things so i'm not going to delve too deep into patreon because uh michael and i need to get back on the horse with some of our bonus content so yep. if you can support us through there like you're awesome if you're supporting us at the seven dollar tier uh, i'm sorry that we haven't done anything for july and august and, and i'm saying august now because it's over <laughs> Um, so we'll definitely have to, to figure that out. But we also need suggestions from the community. That helps always. If somebody gives us a suggestion, it usually gets the ball rolling for both Michael yeah. and myself. And if so. and if you guys can like somehow talk to Dave's manager and tell him stop doing overnights, we might be able to like have Dave awake at normal people hour time. Or if you can just get the the companies to supply the items that I need. Yeah, yeah. If you have uh, a line on some of the stuff that we <laughs> he needs, he can yeah, leave overnight think, and not I, have to. I think to... it's just been ex- it's been extended another week. It was yeah. supposed to end last week, and now it's going to end like in a, another week from this like this time next week. I'll still be on overnights. Yeah. So, um, but other than that, that's all I got. Um, I hope everyone has a great week and keep moving forward. Don't be a dick. See you.